Today, I want to share with you one of the most powerful things I've learned in the last five years. And that secret, it might just blow your mind, but the secret is not everyone thinks like you. It seems so simple, but I want to dive in. Welcome back to Hustle to Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Deidre Weaver, and I'm so thankful that you're here with me. In my podcast, I hope that I can show you that there is a way of living life other than just checking the boxes. Your life shouldn't be about proving yourself to other people. It's not about hustling your face off to reach that specific goal. The point of your life is to be freaking obsessed with it, to love yourself where you're at and create the happiness you dreamed of. So sit down, buckle up, and let's get to today's episode. Hey, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk about today's topic, which is different personalities. And I think this is super powerful. It honestly has been the most powerful thing and honestly transformative thing in my life because I just always thought that everyone thought like me, and I don't know why I thought this. Like, hello, it's kind of, I mean, shouldn't everyone know that everyone's so incredibly different? But I think we get so caught up in what's going on in our mind that we don't think that someone else on the other end could be thinking something totally different. They will all have their own perception of that experience and kind of what they take away from it. And it's all about how a person thinks, about how they feel, about their past experiences in life. And I think that's kind of like the cool thing about it, though. That's what makes you so unique is that you are so incredibly different and you respond so incredibly different and you think so incredibly different than anyone else out there. Really sitting in in who you are, that is your superpower. And I think if we really embrace that more often, we would not only feel better about ourselves, but we'll be able to understand the world and other people around us even more. Where I started learning about other personalities and and kind of like diving in was when I became a leader in my business. As I grew my business, I started working with other women who wanted to grow their business too. And I know that I have a very bold personality. I know that I get shit done. I know that that who I am is a lot different than most people. And I couldn't understand why others weren't just doing the thing, why others weren't motivated by challenges, why other people didn't behave or think the way that I did. And so I had to step back as a leader and step into my leadership. And one of my mentors really kind of walked me through this. She introduced me to the Danny Johnson gemstone personalities. And I know there's so many other things out there now, um, such as Enneagrams. And like, there's so many different personality tests. You can go to Google and you can type in personality tests and you're going to find all sorts of things. But the Danny Johnson gemstone really, really spoke to me. And I simply go to Google and I type Danny Johnson gemstone personality right in the thing. And then I go to images and there's images where it has different gemstones and it kind of describes them. And I want to share them with you. 
as I'm reading these, kind of sit with them and think which speaks to you more. You may find that you have personality traits in all of the different gemstones, but more than likely there's going to be one, possibly two, that really speak to you and you're like, oh yes, that's totally me. So the first gemstone is emerald. You might be an emerald if your perfect gift is a new planner and color-coded stickers. Your systems have systems. You often say, what's the bottom line? Excel is your playground, you are never late, and you want to know all the details before you decide something. The second personality is Ruby. You might be Ruby if your perfect gift is a recognition or a status symbol like a luxury brand. You don't like playing if you don't think you can win. You naturally gravitate towards leadership. You thrive off goals and challenges. You can't stand complacency or lack of drive. The third gemstone type is sapphire. You might be sapphire if your perfect gift is a group experience or game. You believe rules were made to be ignored, especially if they stop your fun. You love being in the limelight. Your desk is a mess and you're always 10 minutes late. Your energy is contagious. You light up the room and you spread positivity. The fourth gemstone is a pearl. You might be a pearl if your perfect gift is personalized or show that someone was thinking of you especially. You hate confrontation. You thrive on being part of something bigger than yourself. You are likely quiet, introverted, and calm. People know they can count on you and sometimes take advantage of that. All right, I want you to think about those and really sit with which one speaks to you. I don't know if you can tell, but I am definitely Ruby personality type with a little bit of emerald and a little bit of pearl in there. And like I said, I think you can find yourself in lots of them and especially as you learn more and more about who you are. But no matter what, you're going to find one that kind of dominates over the rest. But you'll notice if you were to have your spouse or your child or your best friend or your mom look at this picture, they may feel and think something totally different. And I think like that's the cool thing though, is that we are so incredibly different and we think such different ways. It's easy for us as humans to get stuck in our one-track mind. We see things our way, and we don't often put ourselves in other people's shoes. We aren't willing to step into where they're at because, well, our way is the right way, or our way is the only way we know, and, and that's okay. I think it's understanding it's okay to live life in your world. You don't have to change who you are, but there comes a time where you have to truly embrace and accept other people for who they are not who you are, not to your standards, and, and really be okay with that. For me, I am a dominant Ruby, so I love challenges. I love recognition. I love stepping up to the plate, and I don't understand when people won't take action. Like, it just genuinely does not make sense in my brain. However, if you were to take a pearl and try to challenge them and push them to their limits and, and put all these expectations on them, they are going to crumble. They're not going to be able to rise up to the best them because you're putting so much pressure on them. And once I learned this, in my business, my leadership took, took, went to the next level because then I stopped putting expectations of who I was onto other people. I realized that they were their own person and they had their own views and interpretation of the world. And that's so incredibly powerful as a leader. 
If you find yourself wanting to grow your leadership and wanting to help other people, it's so vitally important that you are able to kind of step out of your mind and be accepting of other people's experiences and what they're going through. And that can be really, really hard, especially when you see it one way. Having to try and envision it or feel it another way is like, what in the world am I doing? However, I will tell you, once you learn to do that, once you learn to speak someone else's language, once you learn to have a conversation with that person with their personality in mind, you know what motivates them. You know what inspires them. You know what's going to make them feel good, how you can appreciate it. It comes back to the the love languages. I have talked about this before. I am obsessed with the love languages. And if you don't know your love language, I'm going to say like, go take that test, read that book because it's so incredibly powerful, but it's very much like this. There are different love languages out there and we all respond to love differently. And in, in life, in the world, that's all people want. They want to be accepted and they want to be loved. And if you're loving them in your love language and not their love language, they don't feel appreciated. You could be bending over backwards. You could be going above and beyond. But if you're loving the wrong way, they don't see it. They don't see what you're doing because it's not speaking to them. If you're unfamiliar with the five love languages, then let me kind of break those down too because I think it kind of goes hand in hand with personalities. Um, But the five love languages are words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. And when we speak about the love languages, I have found for me that it's important that I know my personal love language. That way I can express what I need from other people because too often we have these expectations of how other people should show up for us. Yet we don't think that they might be thinking something different. So if I need my husband to show up some type of way so I feel good, because I know my love language, I can say, hey, honey, I really would love if you did this. Because I know what's going to fill my cup. And even though he doesn't have the same love language as me, I can voice that. And I can have that conversation. And those conversations, when you understand yourself and when you understand the other person, those get to be growth. And those get to be empowering. But the five love languages, I want you to figure out what yours is, but also figure out the other person who you're in the relationship with, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your parent, whether it's your child, whether it's somebody you're working with. So for me, my coaches, it's vital that I know their love languages, that I know their personality types, because then I get to have those conversations of growth. I get to encourage them. I get to meet them where they're at versus putting pressure or, or setting up these expectations that don't need to be there because we are totally different people. Let me describe the love languages too, because I find this so incredibly just interesting. So the first one is words of affirmation. What does this mean? This is kind of like recognition. So just calling up someone or like thanking someone saying, hey, thank you so much for doing this. It means so much to me. Just letting someone know, like speaking the words of how you appreciate them, how you love them and and what makes them important. They want to know that they matter. They want to know that they're making a difference. And when you can speak those, whether it's through a, a letter or mail or a phone call, really voicing the fact that they are important to you is going to be everything for words of affirmation physical touch. This can be holding hands, giving hugs, kissing, cuddles, all of those things. My child is a physical touch and he is very handsy. He loves to play tag. He loves to give hugs. He loves to snuggle on the couch. 
And really learning how to meet them where they're at is so, so important because I'm a quality time person. So quality time means having those intentional moments, putting our phones away, making memories together. But if I showed up for him trying to have all this quality time when he just genuinely wants a hug or a high five, it's not going to translate the same. It's understanding that what makes you happy might not make someone else happy. Then there's also receiving gifts. And of course, this one's very simple, just thoughtful items, making sure that you're buying something that's just going to be like, hey, this reminded me of you. Or, hey, I know you said that this was something that you wanted. Here you go. Sending something in the mail to them, just getting the the little small surprise reminds them that you're thinking of them and it shows them that they matter to you. And the last love language is acts of service. This can be something as simple as making breakfast or taking out the trash or cleaning up the house or giving them a back rub. Those acts of service where you're going above and beyond and doing something for them means the world. And it's crazy. As I describe these, I'm sure you can figure out like, oh my gosh, yes, that's what I want. That's what I need. That's what makes me feel loved. Whereas if you think of someone else on the other end of your relationship, you're probably like, well, I do that all the time for them. And and they tell me that they're not appreciated. That's what I find in my marriage a lot is I would go above and beyond for my husband in my love language. I would plan all these dates and, and do all this stuff. And he seemed very uninterested. But the problem was, I was speaking to my love language, not to his. And when I started flipping that script and speaking to his love language, that's when he felt loved and appreciated. Like I said, there's so many different personality types, personality quizzes, ways for you to learn all about yourself. And that is truly the most important thing and beneficial thing you can do for you and for everyone else around you. Learn how you feel. Learn what you're thinking. Learn what's going on in your mind. Learn what you want and need. Learn about yourself so that you can vocalize it to other people, so that you can fill your cup, so that you know what you need to feel your best. But then learn about those around you because it's going to strengthen those relationships. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to help you guys grow together as one. Because you're not putting these expectations on them that they can't live up to. And I think, honestly, expectations, those are the downfall, right? When we put expectations on someone else, not only does it put pressure on how they should show up, but it puts pressure on you. You are living for this thing that someone may or may not be able to give you. We have to stop trying to get from the world and instead decide to show up for ourselves so that we can fill our own cups. Show up for ourselves and do it for us. I'm that person. I already said I'm a Ruby personality type. I am words of affirmation and quality time. I am an Enneagram 3. If you dive all up into Enneagrams, which I know is like so much, there's so much to learn about the Enneagram types. And if you don't know yours, definitely take a few free quizzes and learn about it because I bet you will be, your mind will be blown on how like, oh my gosh, yes, that's me. Oh my gosh, yes, that's me. I'm an Enneagram three. And so I want the challenge. I want to be pushed. I want to hit those limits. I want to, to be the best me that I can be. But for some people, that's too much. That pressure is, is so intense and the expectations that it takes to be that type of personality, they can't do because that's not who they are. I share all of this because 
the most powerful thing I've ever done was learn who I am so that I can show up better for myself, but more importantly, so I can show up better for other people around me. With this knowledge, with this power, I get to strengthen those relationships. I get to learn more about someone because I'm willing to do that work, because I'm willing to learn, because I'm willing to step outside myself. And that's truly what life is about, is loving with grace. We, like I said, the expectations are so intense, but if we can learn to give grace and love unconditionally, love without expectations, and just be, just celebrate other people, celebrate ourselves, be okay being us, how much better are you going to feel? How much better are those relationships around you going to be? Because right now, you probably don't realize it, but you're expecting something of someone. Whether it's your parent, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your kid. When you can learn how to speak to another human being, how to respect their personality, how to respect the way they think, these conversations are going to be those of growth. And you're going to be able to really put those walls down and be more vulnerable, be more open and, and give the brain side of you, like not just physical being, but I can totally geek out over all of this personality stuff because I find the brain so incredibly interesting. I think the fact that we are so unique is so empowering. It's so just, it's just beautiful. That you are your own person, that you have your own goals and your own way that you interpret the world around you. Like how freaking cool is that? How cool is that? And when we can respect the thoughts in the mind of other people while still holding our thoughts in our personality up tall, we can be ourselves. It allows other people to be themselves and it really gives you the grace. Because too often, I don't think we let ourselves be who we are. We are afraid of being judged. We're afraid of getting backlash. We're afraid of so many expectations from everyone else in the world that we play small. We make ourselves small. We don't show up the way that we want to or the way that's going to motivate us or the way that's going to push us to where we need to be in life because we see what someone else is doing but we don't realize it's what they're thinking. It's what they're feeling. It's how they're interpreting the world. When we can give grace and say, hey, that's that person. That's who they are. That's their personality type. That's their love language. That's that's what makes them tick. And you can separate the two and you can say, this is me and that is them. I'm going to live into my power. I'm going to live into my personality. I'm going to live into how I show up in the world. And I'm going to accept them for who they are. I'm going to cheer for them for who they are. It really takes those expectations of showing up for them as them comparing yourself to them judging them it's it's going to break free of that because you don't have to live in comparison when you realize you are your own person when you realize the other person you're comparing yourself to is completely different they don't even think like you they don't they don't respond like you they don't love like you when you can learn who you are give them grace to be who they are you will feel so much better and it's going to be so empowering so i want to challenge you this week to learn about yourself whether it's learning about your love language whether it's learning about your personality type whether it's figuring out what your enneagram is learn who you are 
learn what makes you tick, and then pick one or two people around you that really, really matter, that their relationship is so special to you, and learn about them. Learn about their personality type. Learn about their love language. And ask yourself, how can you show up and keep your promise to being you, but also show up and love them as they are? When you can do that, it will feel so incredibly good. And you'll watch as these relationships grow stronger, as your self-confidence levels up, as you feel good. Because for the first time, you'll be able to truly embrace who you are and let go of the expectations of showing up for the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I just am so freaking grateful that you are sitting here with me growing beside me. Can I ask a quick favor though? If this episode spoke to you at all, can you please go leave a review? Go ahead and download the last five episodes. Take a screenshot, share in your stories, send it to a friend, post on your social media. The way that this podcast grows is through your personal review. Having your support means more to me than you will ever, ever know. I'm just one mama here sharing her heart, sharing the struggle she's gone through, hoping that it will inspire someone else out there. And your help making that happen means the world. Anyways, thank you so much and I hope you have the best day. Now go out and hustle to your happiness.